All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Sunday morning edition of the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Hope everybody's having a beautiful day today. We are going to be talking about the biggest lesson we have missed from Jesus completely, entirely, seriously. It's like not even talked about whatsoever within uh, the religious construct at all. In fact, being raised within the Christian church, um, we never talked about this. This was something that was completely left out of the whole doctrine and understanding of who Jesus was. Um, it is very clearly within the Bible this morning. I'm going to stick with the biblical text, specifically on Sundays, uh, to make sure that, you know, it's it's a Sunday message, right? So, I mean, I'm not here to be church for you, um, but ultimately we got a lot of people that love to gather on Sunday mornings with us. What's up, Merle? How are you doing, my friend? Jim, welcome. Uh, welcome, Eric, over here on Facebook. Angela, thanks for being here. You guys that are joining on YouTube as well, I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Thank you for being here. Um, so with that said, um, again, this is the Sunday morning edition. I do one on Sundays and uh, try to stick with uh, biblical text. Again, not to be religious about this at all, but I do think it's important to, uh, because it's such a powerful and widespread cultural text, I think it's important, especially here in the West, to look at that on Sundays. And and what I'm going to look at today, I can almost guarantee you, you never have heard it in church. You never heard it from a pulpit. It's just not talked about. It's the most unassuming verse within the biblical canon, yet it holds an absolute treasure trove of who Jesus actually was. So, uh, Munab, welcome back, my friend. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of Q&A today as well. Um, this is just kind of a nice uh, setting in the morning, just super relaxed, chill. So you guys keep the comments, keep them chill, keep them easy, guys. Um, I'm still having my coffee this morning. So um, anyway, so as we get into this, um, let's see who else is here. Benny is here. Thank you for being here. Lynn, thank you for being here. Uh, Eric says, hey, Cub, uh, have you read the... Colburn Bible, so interesting. No, I have not read that. I am so sorry. Um, um, we've worked through the Enuma Elish Babylonian uh, mythology. In fact, not even all of it yet. We haven't even gone through all of the Book of Enoch. There's so much, so many layers to all of this. And so um, even with doing two podcasts a day, it definitely is, uh, is a slow burn, if you will. So <clears throat> I'm going to read from... Luke chapter 2, verse 49, says he said to them, Why are you looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? They didn't understand the saying which he spoke to them, and he went down with them, and he came to Nazareth. He was, a sub, he was subject to them, and his mother kept, him, uh, kept all these sayings in her heart. And then verse 52, guys, is where... Again, the, the person, the character, the man, the myth, the legend, whatever you want to consider him as, um, really, really comes to life here. And um, again, this verse is just not talked about. We're going to break it down today um, and what it means to you and me in our everyday life. Because ultimately, I think this might be one of the most important verses about Jesus within the Bible. And we've missed it. We've completely missed it all along. And in verse 52, 
We're in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Write this one down. Put it on a notebook. Put it on a sticky note. This, this should be everyone's life first right now, in my opinion. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. In favor with God and men. Why is that important? Why is that important? Because this literally lays out the lost 18 some odd years of Jesus' life right here before we jump into his ministry in his 30s. This is absolutely, again, the most unassuming verse, but it has the most story to tell of any verse within the Bible. And for me, it's one of the most um, mystical verses because it's actually very pragmatic. It's very straightforward. He increased his wisdom. He increased his stature. He increased his favor with God and with men. I think often we look at Jesus as this character that had uh, no favor with men. He, he focused only on the spiritual kingdom. Yet, it's very clear from this verse that he focused on increasing his wisdom, his stature, his favor with God and with men so that he could do his life's work, right? Because if he just went around uh, insulting people or telling them they were going to H-E double toothpick, by the way, like a lot of y'all do with me, by the way, like I used to do with people, by the way, um, how a lot of people still do it, then unfortunately, um, by the way, uh, Munab, thank you for the comments, man. You push the algorithm so hard when you troll on this, so... Um, just, just keep it up, brother. Keep it up. You help. It's free content, baby. Free content. Thank you. Uh, keep on trolling. Keep the trolls trolling, guys. Um, why were you looking for me? Do you not know that I must be in my father's house? I mean, there's another beautiful line there. Like, it's it's so important to remember. Like, where is the father's house? And if you understand what we've been talking about here for a long time, the yogic traditions, the father's house is within, right? Uh, and so any of our friends and family are like, where have you been? You know, don't you know I've been within? Don't you know I've been meditating? Don't you know I've been doing yoga? Don't you know that I'm, I'm flowing on this? I'm within. I'm in the temple. I'm in the house, right? Uh, Tara Donahue, what is up, my friend? Brandon, what is up? Um, uh, uh, sleep with men, awake with God. Absolutely. Uh, Luke verse 52, my brother. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and guys, like literally this verse is is a a power core verse that I literally have never heard talked about within a church construct. I've been to church for 30 some odd years of my life. I've never heard a sermon on this. I've never heard anyone spin on this. And that's what I wanted to do today. It's such a short verse and I wanted you guys to talk about it. Um, let me know what you think. Have some relevant comments. This is a good example of um, you know, the dumpster fire that can be social media right now. We've got a bunch of comments from people that are um, not even thinking about what we're talking about this morning. So uh, you're welcome to be here, by the way, but try to ask a relevant question instead of just uh, get attention. So um, let's see. Now never fades asks or says, if our eye of awareness is single, our bodies shall be full of light of ourself. Absolutely. And I've talked a lot about this week. We did a lot of the Yoga of Jesus series, um, talking about if I and I be single, the whole body is full of light. Um, we've talked about ascension protocols within our private community. Um, we have gone through 
just a lot of the, uh, what I'm going to call remystifying of the text, because it's been demystified so much that we just look at Jesus as a character that goes to the cross so that we can do whatever we want, right? Um, rather than looking at him as the perfect example of man becoming God. And now a lot of people go, no, 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 no. You don't understand the text says that. But Jesus never explicitly says that he is the Messiah, that he is the Savior. He goes through and he talks about being, you know, that his father, he is in the father, the father is in me. Um, and so he doesn't get into the literal theology that we believe today, or, or at least the Church of the West believes today. So uh, what's up, Ashley? Ashley says, facts, 100, absolutely. Uh, words to live by without art, um, or who thou art, absolutely. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, uh, no need to gloat and always be humble uh, when God's on your side. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Um, so with when we get into this text today, and I say get into this text because we're going to break it down like we do here. We're going to look at the Greek of this. It says, and Jesus, um, and Jesus is Jesus, uh, L-E-S-O-U-S from Strong's 2424, uh, Hebrew origin. This is a word of Hebrew origin. It's Jesus, the name of our Lord, and two other Israelites. Uh, and I think that that's telling too, because it's 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 a kind of a common name, basically. And Jesus always called himself the Son of Man, the Son of Man this, the Son of Man that. Um, and so when he says that, if you actually look that translation up, it really can easily be taken as humanity. Humanity this, humanity that. And he was born kind of into this common house, if you will, this common place of uh, having a name that a lot of other people had, um, being in a time that was charged politically, religiously, economically, very similar to the climate we have today. We talked about this yesterday with our private community. Um, Brandon says, wait, what? Uh, spell that one more time. It is L-E. S-O-U-S, and the E has uh, the umlaut above it, or the little line, um, so the the L would in Greek would be ye, so L-E, Jesus, um, and, and I'm from West Texas, so don't quote me on that, you can go look it up, but Strong's 24-24. So it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom, so to grow comes from... Uh, Strong's 4298, which means uh, it comes from kopto, which means to drive forward or to advance. So he drove forward and advanced. Um, another thing, trying to make sure my cup is unbranded here. I'm sure people can tell where I went, but no affiliation um, and no sponsorship. I'll show the logo if they want to sponsor me, but. Um, we talked about this yesterday with our private or with our patron community, um, on how advancing forward in this time is really important, growing, moving forward, pushing forward, uh, growing in our wisdom, our stature, our favor with God and men that, that, that's so important. I think in the spiritual community, we focus so much on going within and spiritual enlightenment. And that is what I'm all about. You guys know that. But there are literally, like, we should be getting our 3D life in check through that. 
And that's that's another important thing that a lot of like spiritual channels don't talk about. Getting our 3D life in check is really, really important. Um, John 10, 11, and 12. Uh, Telvin, do you want me to read the whole chapters? That's a lot of text to read. Um, I can read the whole chapters if you want. Read John 10, 11, and 12. Or are you looking for a specific verse? Um, let's see. Yeah. The good shepherd and his sheep. Um, that's a lot of red letters. Good, good text here. So, uh, most certainly I tell you one who doesn't enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way is a thief and a robber. But one who enters in the door, uh, enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Wherever he brings his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow, and they know his voice. They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus spoke this parable to them, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. So one of the things you know he's telling us is the way, is the door, and he is, he is saying that it is him. By the way, this is what every ancient yogi in history has ever said. The whole point of bhakti yoga is that you have an enlightened master who's reincarnated enough times to burn enough karma to become the God-man, to become one with the Father, and that you go through them, that they are the door. You, You devote yourselves to them. You pour love into yourself and others. You meditate on God, on the source of God fully, and you go through that master. And this is literally exactly what Jesus was teaching. You have to understand these 18 years of his life. Where was he? What was around there? Think about the old Silk Road. Think about the merchants coming in and out of India. Think about India and Nepal. Um, He could have easily gotten there. And even if he didn't go there physically during those 18 years, he easily would have been exposed to the Hindu and Buddhist traditions coming out of that area and really understanding and becoming a yogi, becoming um, an ascended master. And so these years of his life that are just chalked up to this one verse, I think there's a lot of nuance we can take in that verse, but there's also a whole lot that happened during that time. And that's one of the things where I say, was he God became a man or man became God? Um, That verse is a great clue to everyone in the class today, everyone listening, that if you are directly incarnated as God, and then you don't have to go through a process of realizing it, right? Like you are just, um, as you see in like the Old Testament, like even Noah in uh, the book of Enoch was shining uh, light out of his eyes and speaking with the Lord at only a few days old. We don't really have that story around Jesus. I'm not saying it's not there. I don't know. But ultimately, um, he had to go through this process of years of his life um, God only knows the mistakes that he made during that time. And that's a threat to the divinity and the perfect nature of Jesus that, you know, we basically want to think that he never, um, he never ate, he never wept, he never went to the bathroom, he never um, made a mistake, he never uh, upset anyone, he never said anything wrong. Like we just assume, because we've been told by the church construct, that he was perfect in every way. Yet you have this verse that is very telling about 18 years of his life that he grew in stature. He obviously had to work through stuff. Um, and he became what he was in the later part of the gospel 
Uh, in fact, the rest of it that we're going to hear about. And when you only have about 2% of the entire Bible that are the red letters of Jesus, yet you have an entire construct built on what other people say about those red letters of Jesus, then I, I think that that inherently sets up an issue with our deeper understanding of who the man was. And if we were to just read his red letters on, on their own, we would come to the opinion, I believe, a whole lot easier that he was a yogi, um, more of a like a monk like, you know, he decided to renounce the world and walk the path of, of one, the inner path, right? Like, uh, you guys that know, you know, right? Like, if you studied any of the yogic traditions, any of Eastern mysticism, you understand super clearly, like, obviously, Jesus was an Eastern mystic. Uh, he's not a religious character that we've played, we've cast him in a play that he wasn't a part of, right? And that's just my opinion. Um, but again, if you know, you know, right? Um, and so that's kind of how I approach this. Um, Telvin says, absolutely a yogi. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so again, go study. I'm, I'm reading the autobiography of a yogi right now, Yogananda story. Um, and, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. And you look at the miracles that were performed um, by these yogis, by these masters, uh, being able to manifest themselves by meditating, like literally being able to go out and talk to their followers and show themselves in a um, kind of a, a way that they didn't even know if they, they didn't even question whether they were real. They were just there. And we literally see that type of thing with Jesus. Uh, we see obviously the resurrection, but how many of the visions of him or Jesus appeared to so-and-so in a vision, like, Think about that. Like that's literally the yogic practices, the metaphysical. I'm going to step out of my physical body and manifest a vision of myself because this substratum isn't even real, and I can do whatever I want within it if I know how to manipulate the frequency. If I understand the metaphysical nature of my spirit and the fact that I can project that image anywhere within the construct, because. I am fluid within it because I am one with the Father and the Father is one with me. Uh, Brandon says astral projection. Absolutely. By the way, this is super, super common amongst yogic lore, uh, myth, legend, mythology, whatever you want to call it, um, and even history. So with that, uh, we get into a place where you start to question, who was this Jesus guy? And was he maybe, again, a higher ascended master uh, or the highest ascended master yogi coming into a time and place where he knew the construct that would set up the rest of the world powers and principalities for the rest of our histories would be coming out of. And we see that very clearly with the old religious construct, the new Roman control of the political and economic systems, uh, all the different social classes being born out of that. Uh, not that they didn't have stuff like that before it, but that was really coming out of that was the precipice of what we would see for the next 2000 years. Um, and it really, really is, um, it's a pretty telling tale when you get into it, in my opinion, if you're able to look at it with a deconstructed heart and mind. And by the way, that doesn't mean deconstruction doesn't mean destruction. It doesn't mean that you've thrown away everything you believed and you don't care about any of it anymore. It means that you care enough to actually look at the data. You care enough to actually get deeper into the understanding. You care enough to actually care and quit buying things just because they're positioned in front of you and start doing the research on your own to decide what you actually want and need out of it. 
Um, and it doesn't mean that you project anything on it. It means that you're looking at it with a non-biased point of view, knowing that um, it doesn't threaten my salvation if I question this. It doesn't threaten my salvation if Jesus is a yogi and I follow him. He's still the door, right? These ascended masters are still the door. They're directly connected. They have the mysteries. By the way, you can too. I think that's the whole point of the story of Jesus is the fact that you can wake up and realize that you are God too. Let me say that again. The whole point, in my humble opinion, of the story of Jesus is to get you to the point that you can wake up and realize you're God too. You too can follow in that path. You too can be yoked fully with the Father, with that divine or supreme being in the Hindu, that Brahman. Um, and you can wake up and realize I'm one with the Christ because I am the Christ. Like, think about that. He says we're all one body, right? Um, and when you realize there's no separation between you and your brother, there's no separation between me and the trolls, no separation between me and the community uh, that we've built here and that support what we're doing every day, um, and that we are all one. Truth is one. God is one. We are one. Love is all that is real. You will do greater things than these. Absolutely interesting, fellow. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Now Never Fade says, yes, I am. That is the mystery of the I am. We see that the I am is try it, it, it the, the flesh attempts to adopt the I am in the Old Testament. By the way, I've been coming into some new understandings recently outside of the literal interpretation. We've gone through a lot of the, the kind of evil God of the Bible um, in a lot of things. But if you really look into understanding um, who that God is, it, he literally says, I am the God of flesh. What is the God of the flesh? It's the God of the lower chakras. It's the God that you have to ultimately conquer, just like uh, Jacob did with the angel of Yahweh, um, just like Moses had to be unalived on the mountain and never was able to enter into the promised land because he was the one that delivered and accepted those moral laws of dogma that obviously some people needed to even have a chance to get out of those lower realms because some people need to be told, um, you know, hey, don't do bad things. Um, I think we all do at a certain point in our life, right? But ultimately that God of the flesh um, is not corroborated by what Jesus is saying because he's literally in the higher chakras. He's giving the ascension path from the heart through love and devotion to meet with God, to have that Pentecost experience, by the way, that lotus flower on the head, or it's called in the Christian tradition, the flame of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's the same type thing, guys. It's literally all connected. And if we don't see it, it's because we're biting deeply into dogma. We are holding steadfast to things that we think comfort us, but literally hold us back into a place of less understanding, less openness, less love, uh, and they keep us in a fear-based mentality. And so this one line talking about Jesus, uh, and I'm going to keep breaking it down here. I'll take a few questions, um, is really, really important to us understanding what we can do right now, today. You can start this today. I can start this today. Anyone can start this process at any point and go through the ascension process in the footsteps of Jesus himself. By the way, you're not going to hear this at church because uh, that's not the whole point of church. The point of church is to point to Jesus on the cross, especially this time of year. Say, you're a crappy person. Thank God for Jesus. And, I'm, and I know that's a very simplistic way to look at it, but I am telling you, 
that for me, the authentic way to look at this is how do I walk? How do I understand? How do I yoke deeply with the Father as well? Um, and again, there's a lot of OPOs or other people opinions about, well, you've got, it's got to be him. You got to have him as the idol. You got to have him as the whatever. But for me, I have him as the master as you would have a guru, uh, hanging on your wall, as you would have a guru in your heart, as you would halt, you would meditate on that image of that guru because it's the guru that you experience It's an experiential savior, right? Not a dogmatic savior. Um, and that salvation ultimately is coming from within. It's coming from yourself because you are the one you serve. Like, think about that. You are the one you serve. You serve a dualistic God. You become that. You serve a Christ-like image of Jesus. You are that. Ultimately, you can tell what God someone serves by the fruit in their life. Literally, Jesus lays it all out there. Look at the fruit. Look at the root. Um, it's very, very simple, guys, at the end of the day. Um, and in fact, it's so simple that we want to complicate it. It's so simple that I have um, you know, an hour-long podcast twice a day on it that I have to just talk it to death because uh, I still don't get it. You still don't get it. We still don't get it as a world or we would see much different fruit in the world. Telvin says he is speaking truth. Thank you. Hoodoo78, what is up, my friend? How are you doing? Um, let's see now never fades. Um, uh, let's see. We aren't money except to the rich. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're all rich by the way, like you're literally, I mean, there's no difference between you and the, the millionaire in the house on the hill. Like there, there is no separation and the only separation is your vibration. Let me say that again. The only separation is your vibration. Put yourself in that vibration you're going to figure out you're in a whole different reality, by the way. Uh, you put yourself in a scarcity-based mentality and a dualistic mentality of this uh, biblical-type God understanding uh, rather than a full focus on Jesus, on the abundance, on what this verse is actually saying. And this is not prosperity gospel, but I'm telling you there's a key here to all of it, increasing in stature and in favor with God and man. And Strong's 444 says, a man, one of the human race, a human being. And again, within spirituality, we go, well, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It doesn't matter what our, our status is. It doesn't matter what our whatever. But literally, this is saying right here that he did both. And I think that this is a great clue that we can do both. We can love people deeply. We can make meaningful connections. We can grow our 3D existence so that we can perpetuate our 5D or 6D or whatever you want to call it, our spiritual existence. If spiritual existence is all that matters to you, that's awesome. Use it to better your life. Use it to bless others. You can't bless others when you can't afford a $10 cup of coffee or $7 or whatever it is now. It's really hard to help the homeless person when you can't afford gas. It's really hard to help your brother in need when you can't afford your own house payment. And I'm not talking about the economy right now. I'm talking about in any economy, there is a, a blinding lie, in my opinion, that somehow the spiritual person has to just take all of their money, throw it in the trash, burn it, and live in a ditch. 
That is not true, guys. That is not true. It means you have no expectation when you receive a large sum of money. You have no expectation that it's going to make your life better or worse. You have the expectation that you're going to use it wisely. You're going to fuel your mission with it. You're going to bless others with it. If you miss a paycheck at work because of whatever, the system's down or whatever, there is no expectation. It's not, oh, I can't afford food. It's great. Let's see what the universe does. Let's see what God does. This is going to come from somewhere else. We get to experience that because I know that there is a binding contract and agreement with my soul that abundance is here, it is near, it is within, and it is always available to those who move themselves into the vibration of creation. Let me say that again. It is always available for those that move themselves into the vibration of creation. And that's what I'm doing, by the way. I've been in a scarcity mindset for quite a while. I've made some really poor decisions on how I've handled my community, how I've handled my content. Um, I've learned a lot from those. I've corrected those in the last couple of months. Um, we had a great meeting about it with the community. Um, abundance is here, guys, and there's no reason, there's no reason that we have to keep living a lie and think that somehow... Um, we can't have that vacation we want, or we can't bless a family member because we've given it all to spirituality and meditating rather than increasing. And I think this comes with, uh, being smart about it. You know, some of it, you go, well, you don't understand my job doesn't pay me enough. Great. There are better jobs out there. There's other opportunities. You can go into business for yourself and suffer just like you, just like you do with your job, right? Like, and I've done it too because it's literally all mindset. It's literally all mindset. When I worked for the man, when I worked for you know uh, corporate America, if you will, um, and I there was I remember asking for the raise. The first time I asked for a raise, I was so nervous to ask for it, and literally, they gave me more than I asked for. I wanted like twenty five cents. They ended up giving me like a dollar twenty five because they're like, well, with the economy. You know, and you should have been given a raise, and so we're just gonna we're gonna go ahead and bump you up a, a bigger tier here. And I just realized abundance is there. You just you have not because you ask not, right? You have not because you ask not. Um, I lost my job on Friday, and I'm listening to myself and moving out of a state of new beginning, uh, out of state for a new beginning. Um, Melinda, blessings on you, my friend. God bless you. Um, and we just pray absolute love and success over what you're doing. Um, I know that's not easy. I totally, totally understand. And so, and this, that's what I was telling our community yesterday. This is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of us. We're entering a brand new world right now, whether you know it, accept it, believe it or not, it's coming, it's here. It starts on Monday, right? Um, and you can say that any week, any time period, any day. It doesn't matter. Now, you go look at the news right now, and I think it's pretty clear what I'm talking about. But literally, this is a timeless video. If you watch this in 50 years, the truth about what I just said is still there. Everything changes on Monday because you choose that it does. And I'm making some changes in, in how our community is run and how uh, things are um, positioned on our website and, and even how all that works. Uh, very simple changes, but very poignant changes. We talked about with the community yesterday, um, and it's going to be really, really good for us. It's going to be a huge, huge blessing. We're going to be able to help a whole lot more people, be more clear on the message of what we're doing here, and ultimately build a stronger foundation going forward. And so again, as we get into this, 
and I know this is only one verse, but literally every word tells a story in this. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. What does stature mean? It means age, term, full age, maturity, stature. Uh, comes from Helicos, twenty-two forty-four in the Strong's. Um, and so stature is like, this is literally talking about him growing up. It's literally talking about him changing from a boy to a man. Guys, talking to the men right now, and the boys, because some of you are supposed to be men, and you're still boys. Um, talking to everybody in the class now, including myself. Grow up. Growing up doesn't mean putting a scowl on your face and going, you don't understand the real world. You don't understand. No, no, no. It means maturing. It means I look a whole heck of a lot different now than I did 10 years ago. I sound different. I feel different. I think different. Literally, if I met 10 year ago, 15 year ago, cub, heck, you could probably even go back five to seven years. I wouldn't recognize myself. I'd be like, who is this hippie? I, I wouldn't recognize me. And I think you guys, if you're really honest with yourself and you've really grown into a place, you've actually gone through this uh, Hylakaya, H-E-L-I-K-I-A, Hylakaya, Strong's 2244, aging, moving through a term of life, full age, maturity, and stature. Then you've come to a place where you've ultimately manifest a human being and an identity <clears throat> that you easily align with or you realize is completely out of vibration with who you really are. And that's a sign of maturity too. You look in the mirror, you're 40 years old and you go, I don't even like who I've made myself into. It's time for a change. It's time for whatever. We're, we're seeing that in the comments. I see that within my friend groups. People are moving states. People are changing jobs. People are going on pilgrimages. I've watched people um, sell everything for something new. I've done it myself, by the way. I've sold everything to do something new. Moved from my literal dream house into where I am now, which I guarantee you is not my dream house. Nothing wrong with my house, but um, my dream house had acreage around it, uh, beautiful trees and a canyon area near it. Um, I could walk, hike, bike. Uh, the dogs could run around on two acres of land. It was amazing. It was amazing. Beautiful sunsets. Watched the rain come in all the time. It was peaceful. And I traded it so I could do this. So I could get heckled by the haters in the comments, right? Uh, which is always so fun. Great reminder of what I've done, right? Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. We get them all the time. Um, and by the way, man, red sports car, dude. You can seriously get out of here. Or you can start caring about what we're talking about. I've, I've dealt with you for three or four episodes now. You can either peace out or hush up and listen, my friend. Seriously, I have some important things to say. He's asking me, and I'm not going to keep calling you out and giving you credit to your name, my friend. But Red Sports Car Guy, uh, who doesn't even have the gall to put your face out there. Um, yes, I'm the chosen one. Cub is the chosen one. There's the answer to your question. You're the chosen one too. Galactic Stacy's the chosen one. Counting Elephants is the chosen one. Dreams Oracle's the chosen one. Um, who else we got over here? We've got uh, Brandon is the chosen one. Tara is the chosen one. We've got, uh, who else was on here? I know we got a bunch of chosen ones on here. By the way, if you're on here right now, yeah, you're the chosen one. And that's exactly what I'm saying about the message of Jesus. 
is that he was telling us we are all chosen, we are all loved, and we are all favored. We all have grace upon us. And that does not mean that you have to get it from a church. That does not mean that you have to get it through your limited understanding and you're trying to pigeonhole me in answering your BS question, which is a belief system question, by the way. Because if you keep doing that, you will never find the answers that you're looking for. By the way, whoever you are, hiding behind the car, hiding behind the profile picture, hiding behind a name with a number in it, you can't even step forward and say, this is me, and I'm here to experience. I'm here in unity. I'm here in oneness. You want to pigeonhole me into 3D questions where you're trapping me into saying that Cub is the chosen one. And if you want to hear that, yeah, Cub is the chosen one. But again, everybody on here is the chosen one. That's what I'm saying. So open to receiving, Lazy Mama says, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, I said a lot, but nothing at the same time. And I said a lot for ears to hear and eyes to see. And if you can't, then you won't and you don't. So, uh, Kathy says, I've been, um, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. Counting elephants says, oh boy. Yeah, absolutely. Counting elephants. Yeah. It's getting deep in here. Y'all put your waiters on by the way. You know, there, there's always one and it's always the same person by the way. Um, and they just, it's new profile pictures, new names, new everything. It's all the same person, same energy, same vibration, uh, same entity, that same demonic block all the way down, uh, limiting belief systems, limiting BS, right? Um, coming in here to prove me wrong. By the way, you can prove me wrong all you want. People prove me wrong all the time. Um, I'm proven right by the experiential data that we have here. Those that know, know, right? Those that don't know, don't know, and they don't understand. This message is for all, but not all receive it, right? Um, DK says, nothing but the truth. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, Alpha says, question, what is uh, the relationship between Jesus and Inky? Uh, great question, my friend. Very, very similar entities. Um, you know, if you look at Anki as the brother of Enlil, um, and he's basically... He wants to save humanity, and Enlil wanted to. Well, Enlil sent, uh, you know, he wanted to basically flood everything out. He wanted to destroy what was here. He wanted to control humanity. Um, and we've been reading through the Enuma Elish, the uh, seven Babylonian tablets of creation. So, really, really potent source of data there for like understanding the biblical narrative because a lot of the biblical Old Testament mythology comes straight out of the Sumerian and Babylonian mythology. And so understanding that really helps because you see Unki or Inky, I'm going to call him Inky um, because I'm from West Texas and it sounds better to me. <coughs> Inky is uh, really a light bearer type thing. He's um, he's the, the equivalent of Lucifer within the biblical canon um, and text. And by the way, when I say that, a lot of you have a visceral reaction. Oh, Lucifer is the devil. There is no data to say that Lucifer is the devil. That literally came straight out of the Roman Catholic Church. It was perpetuated as Lucifer's against God. Yeah, he was against God of the Old Testament. He's against God of the flesh. He's bearing light of spiritual truth, uh, crushing the doctrine and dogma, reminding everyone that the old law of morality did nothing but lead to sin and death, uh, and that ultimately it had to be fulfilled so a higher law could take place. And that's why Jesus was talking about you put old wine and old wineskins and new wine and new wineskins. Um, and then he was reminding them too, like, hey, you know, when you drink the old wine, you don't even want the new because somehow you're comforted by it and it locks you into this pattern 
of thinking that you know the way, by the way, thinking that you know the way. Um, and if you think you know the way and you think you're right, by the way, I don't think I'm right, okay? I'm just here in authenticity exploring this every day. Um, and it, that's why I get so tripped up uh, when people try to prove me wrong because I'm like, I'm not trying to prove anything right. I'm sharing my experience with you. You can't prove my experience wrong because I experienced it. So therefore, it exists in my reality. And that's like a whole nother level of understanding, guys, when you really can get to that place and go, okay, I understand um, that my experience may not be true for someone else, but literally in my timeline, in my world, the universe comes first through me. I create everything. I could, and I'm really not happy with my internet provider right now. Um, are we still going? Are we still going? Okay, we're still on, still on YouTube. Sorry, guys. Uh, internet's in wonky lately. I've been having to reset it every day, so so sorry. Uh, let's see. I've been orchestrating uh, through Christ my whole life, and I finally realized it. Uh, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Muna uh, says, you're not getting me. I'm just trying to understand. Hey, if you're just trying to understand, you're welcome to be here. But just understand that your comments are disruptive for people that are here authentically. So just try to be kind. Just try to... Uh, here's how I say it. Don't be a jerk. Just don't be a jerk. Uh, it literally costs you nothing to not be a jerk. So think about how you say things um, and how they're taken in the comments. So if you're genuinely trying to understand, you're more than welcome to be a part of our community. Uh, but just know that people in here, uh, they're here for a good experience. And when there's comments that are just what we consider trolling comments, um, it makes a disruptive place for other people. Think about it as if we're actually gathered here together. And if you're standing up and you're saying out loud the things that you're saying, how would they be construed by the people around? Um, it would just create kind of a dissonance. So think about getting a high vibration before you listen to these or you jump on my lives. Just take take a breath. Let's all take a breath right now. Hold it here in your heart. Breathe it out with gratitude and good intention. Release all of the negative things in your life, all the negative energies, negative experiences. Be open, genuinely open. Even if you've had bad experiences with spirituality in the past or you feel like you've wasted time with it, what have you learned? And if, if all you've learned is to harden your heart and put up a wall, then the best place to be is tear down that wall and keep seeking. Because I'm telling you guys, I've been hurt by things. I've been hurt by people. I've been hurt by, you know, whatever, uh, belief systems in the past. And it doesn't mean that I literally ran from them. It meant I've got to find out what's really going on. And I've got to find out how somebody twisted that for their own benefit rather than giving me the authentic narrative. And that's how I look at it now. Uh, Anon says, this is a great question, Anon. Uh, if demons are energy, then what's up with exorcism seems more like an entity. So energies are intelligent. If you get into spirituality, you understand that these energies um, are vibrational frequencies with intelligence. They're connected to, they can literally channel any intelligence, just like you can raise your vibration and channel any intelligence those energies can attach to anything. And normally those negative energies are going to attach to people who are in a very low vibration. 
a lot of times trauma will bring them on very, very easily. And if you talk with any energy workers that do um, that type of thing, one of my good friends on here, Daniel Tyak, go check him out if you want to understand that. He's done a lot of work around that, uh, a lot of work. He's watched things um, where, you know, demons come out of people and stuff. Really, really interesting thing. But he also views them very much as their frequencies, their energies, just like anything else. So, um, you know, again, if you strip away the flesh, what we have is this ego, and then you have a pure frequency uh, that's going to wrap itself and entangle it around other egos or other egoic imprints, then you're going to get that presence of an entity, right? Um, and those, there, to me, there's no separation. Those spiritual entities really exist within a realm. We perceive them as energies here, but they're really entities within another realm. And to the person that agrees to see them manifest, they're going to see them as actual entities. They're going to have a voice. We see that, you know, Jesus connected with uh, them and drove them into the swine. And it's because he was in such a high vibration. Um, he realized that he had complete authority over frequencies. Like, think about that. If you come into agreement today, I have complete authority over frequencies. I can raise my vibration. I can wield any frequency I need to. If I need to wield the frequency of money, I will. If I need to uh, wield the frequency of healing, I will. If, if I need to wield the frequency of forgiveness, I will. If I need to wield the frequency of unity, I will. Uh, and ultimately, unity, love, all of those things in that higher vibration of frequency, whenever you meditate on anything within the 3D substratum or the maya, uh, as the Hindu calls it, or the matrix, as the Gnostic calls it. Um, we're going to realize that we have authority over anything in the 3D because they're only lower vibrating frequencies and we can manipulate anything just by our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and ultimately building spiritual frequencies around us. So uh, really, really interesting. So um, let's see. Lazy Mama says, hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm is right. Absolutely. So um Yes, absolutely. If an energy is intelligent, that would classify it as a spirit. Uh, yes, it absolutely would. It absolutely would. And so that's where I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, aliens are demons. Um, and it's like an alien could have a demonic spirit in it. And in the book of Revelation, it talks about the two spirits that are like frogs that emanate out to the kings of the earth and cause that war, right? Um, well, think about that. What looks like a frog that could speak with, that could have a demonic energy within it or motive, think about that. And that could be an extraterrestrial. Like it's literally all there. Um, they clearly look like frogs, some species of them, right? Um, so think about that. Like really, really interesting how all of that connects. And that's why we look at faith, spirituality, and paranormal on this show. So uh, by the way, thank you guys for being here today. If you love what I'm doing, uh, this is kind of my Sunday morning offering here. I just try to show up, answer some questions. Uh, obviously, a lot of dissonance going on today, guys. You know, it's the world, I, I, and I understand. So that's why I'm I'm here in love and light. Um, I haven't kicked anyone out yet. Um, a lot of people want to show up. It's the way of the world right now. It's the people that are the people that are hating are screaming for love. They're screaming for um, the opportunity to feel heard and seen and guys, that's just, that's literally how it is. I've watched people come straight out of that energy, out of that vibration, be fully delivered into the vibration of love and find, uh, what we would call repentance, um, a full recovery of all that energy, all of that goodness within, 
rush back to them in this this amazing, amazing moment of healing. Um, and I'm not talking about anything algorithms to do with the medical stuff. I'm talking about spiritual healing here. So, um, and I've, I've watched it happen. So that's why I don't, you know, often kick people out unless they just continue to be a problem. Um, but, and then they just go create another account and jump on anyway, or they get bored and go, well, never mind. Um, but anyway, I love you. If you're here, you're here for a reason. Even if you're here to mess with me, you're here because you need what I'm talking about. Somewhere in your heart of hearts, you know, I'm attracted to this message. I'm attracted to this channel. I'm here because of this guy, because of whatever he's saying, even if I don't agree with it, something in it has drawn me into it. Even if I, my ego has perceived that I am in opposition to it, for some reason I keep showing up here, whether it's my choice, whether it's the algorithm, whether it's this message or this frequency, I need to be here for a reason. And if we can be there, there's things that I confront all the time. Obviously, the questions we're getting are something that I need. I need to, I need to hear them. I need to understand what I call the temperature of the collective. You know, if there's a fever running in the collective, I need to know about it. If it's running smooth, I need to know about it. If it's healthy and well, I need to know about it. So, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, like it can present an energy that helps uh, another stand up against that within their life. Um, da, 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 da. Golly, I wish... You know, here's a tip for these social media platforms. When comments come through, like, make them all clump together where I can tell what's going on here. Uh, this is very helpful. Thank you, Lighted Heart says. Thank you very much, my friend. Counting elephants, lots of hearts. Uh, Lazy Mama says, so, raise, uh, so to raise vibration is to think better feeling thoughts and meditation. Yeah, very, very simply put, absolutely. It's also taking action on things. Um, that we know are high vibration activities. I gave a bottle of water to a homeless man the other day. Um, I haven't seen one since, or I would give another one. It's simple acts like that where you're connecting with other humans. That, that is divine. Connecting with animals is divine. Connecting with nature is divine. Um, you literally have to step into this fully. It's not, it's not just sitting there on your couch and meditating, and then you go to the supermarket and you get really pissed off because people are awful, right? No, 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 you go to the supermarket and you realize you are the change, you are the vibration that people want and need. And when you actually adopt the Christ energy and agree that you are the Christ, you are part of the Christ, if you can't say, I am the Christ, then you can say, I am a part of the Christ, I'm a part of that body of the Christ, or the chrisen man, the chrisen woman, the chrisen anything in between. Uh, you know we love you no matter what here, so uh, we love you. Uh, LGBTQ, uh, different walks of faith, religions, traditions, colors, we don't care. Um, as long as you're here in love and light, that's, that's all that matters. So, um, let's see what we got on Facebook over here. Uh, we've got Marie says, I'm so happy that I found, uh, your group cub. It is not easy finding people like, uh, this that thinks exactly as I do. This is on point and much love. Thank you, my friend, uh, for being here. I really appreciate you. Uh, you never know when you're given the water to an angel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the thing is, is, you never go wrong serving someone else. You never go wrong serving someone else. You want to know what the right answer to anything is? Serve someone. Uh, you want to know what the right answer to something is? Love someone. You want to know what the right answer to something is? Forgive someone. 
is literally in the message of Jesus. Take away all the dogma, take away the message of the cross, take away the Easter story and the Immaculate Conception and all the miracles in it, and just focus on the love, the service, uh, and the opportunity to step into a higher vibration. And A, you'll see the miracles in your own life, and you don't even need to see them in the story. Um, and B, you're going to find yourself in a whole different level, and you literally find your life in a place if you continue that practice that you never thought it could be. Good, bad, and ugly, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm here in a whole different level, a whole different three-dimensional reality, but I'm in a whole different spiritual reality, and I'm still in the process of alchemizing the both, unifying the both, the two becoming one, so that my outward existence here can reflect my inward existence and that's a whole different uh that's a whole different lesson on alchemizing your 3d and your 5d and we'll talk about that later but um uh, let's see uh surly says how do i repent of my sins can somebody do a video about it please hey great question i'm gonna go ahead and talk about that super simply um and it's it's literally in one line turn around turn around move out of that vibration um, if you look at like what Paul said, he's like, oh, I do what I hate yet. I follow Christ. Like, I don't even agree with that. When I like really started following this vibration, you just aren't even hungry for the sin anymore. You don't like for me, like I had to beg God, please let me quit drinking. Cause I do not want to be an alcoholic. Like I do not want to live, you know, we've got a long uh, line of, you know, family members that they, they work, they're bitter, um, lots of drinking, stuff like that. Like I've watched it happen through my family lines on both sides of the family and through friends, families and everything. So, um, it really, um, it took a lot for that and, and it literally saved my life because when I was in that, I was in such a dualistic existence that I hated myself. That demon in me hated me and wanted me dead, literally wanted me dead and, and didn't care how I treated others, how I treated myself. Um, I thought I was being spiritual. I thought I was being, you know, Jesus to all people at that point, but really I was just bitter. I was confused. I was hurt, full of trauma, and I had a lot of healing to do from that. And so for me, you know, it's very easy to, to say, and, and great point, uh, interesting fellow, turn to Jesus. But here's the deal. That's not enough for a lot of people because Jesus has this iconography and this dogma behind it. When you turn to Jesus, ultimately the church is there to pull you in with the doctrine and dogma. And I say turn to the Christ energy in you because that's where you're going to find Jesus. Jesus will manifest as a hippie. He'll manifest as white, black, blue, purple, whatever you need to. He can manifest as an alien. He'll manifest as... Uh, a Hindu God, he'll manifest as your, um, you know, one of your ancestors, whatever he needs to manifest for you, because it's going to be projected through what you need. Even in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that you're not offending me, asking me to manifest as my psychedelic entity with millions of tongues, billions of eyes, um, wings, and all of the, you know, these extra arms and everything uh, with flaming flashes of color. Uh, you're not offending me, asking me to manifest as that or manifest as the forearmed version of myself or even the man version of myself. Like, um, it's not an offense to the divine because none of this is real. And the icon or the idol that we construct, it does not matter. The entity and the energy we serve. There are two different energies. There's the energy of the flesh and the demonic and there's the energy of the Christ and the light bearer. And literally that narrative is played out within the Bible. 
It's been completely misconstrued. It's been adopted. We've been lied to um, about the whole Lucifer thing and who the God of the Bible is. None of it makes sense until you understand God of the flesh and demonic energies and Christ energies and the source being, the supreme being of light in him is light and there is nothing else. Uh, and that light manifests through the light bearers, through the Lucifer, through all of those things that you've been told to be afraid of. Don't, no, don't look at that. Oh, there's even TV shows where Lucifer has black wings and everything. He's evil. He's, he's the devil, right? That's literally out of a mythological um, understanding that people have perpetuated for thousands of years coming directly through the Roman Catholic Church. So, And I don't mean that to be against anyone, by the way. I'm just giving you guys the authentic narrative so that you can literally look within yourself and understand that. So, um, Let's see. So anyway, for me, you know, repentance is, you know, you just turn around from it. You move out of that vibration. Like if you do something and you're feeling guilty and bad or sad about it, you move into a place where uh, you do things that you feel good about yourself and you, you start stepping out of that ego into a place of love, like love is all that's real. And at a younger age, we don't understand love, right? Um, and obviously these platforms are a lot of mixed different ages and everything, uh, and if you're going to be a part of our, our private community, you need to be 18 because we do talk about adult things in there. Nothing bad, but, you know, it's obviously a, um, a place that, you know, you either need your parent in there with you or you need to be um, 18, obviously. Um, but with that, you know, and, and I see we've got some people on here that are, you know, we've got all kinds of, we've got people in their 60s, 40s. Um, teens, all kinds of different ages on here. Obviously, that's these platforms have all different ages, and our content reaches a huge, huge spectrum of people, um, whether we know it or not, right? Um, and for that, like this is probably one of the best verses for the younger person because if I had had this verse when I was, um, you know, 16, 17, 18. Uh, even through my 20s, by the way, guys, even through my 20s, I would have understood myself a whole lot better. Replace Jesus with you. And Cub grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Think about that. So for me, I'm going to adopt this this week as my life first. What am I going to do this week to perpetuate my Sophia or my wisdom? Very feminine energy there. The wisdom, insight, skill, human or divine, intelligent from Sophos, which means wisdom. Sophia, the god Sophia, or goddess Sophia. Very, very important there. And stature, halakaya, coming of age, term, full age, maturity, stature. There's things that we have to go through from a young age, guys. This doesn't happen overnight. That's why Jesus went through 18 years of his life where he was doing this one verse. And we've got to give ourselves grace, guys, because we make mistakes, we mess up, we fumble, we fall. And at the end of the day, it's all there to teach us so we can burn karma, so we can become the God-man. Think about that. So we can become the Christ, right? Like the, literally, if none of the stories in the Bible ever happened, if they were just fairy tale stories for us to understand ourselves then they still have value. If they literally happened because it's beautiful how the esoteric happens in the 3D, 
then that's amazing. If they literally happened and then we adopted them as a way to teach ourselves, great, that still works. I don't care how you look at that. What I care is, has it renewed you? Have you stepped into a place where you're growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man? Uh, Bryce says, great idea, Cub. Keep being the light, brother. Thank you, my friend. Interesting fellow says, uh, when I turned to Jesus, he forgave my sins and gave me his Holy Spirit to live inside of me. Awesome, my friend. Awesome. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's a great understanding of it. Again, that's kind of the one that I was raised with within the religious construct. Um, so for me, it was hard because it had all of those stigmas attached to it and all of those things. And so I had to kind of understand it on a more of an esoteric level, more of an energy level, more of a, um, a metaphysical level and dig deeper into the yoga of Jesus and that type of thing. So, uh, and again, for me, it's turning to the Christ energy. Um, and so however you view it, you know, um, I think again, for me, the issue I had with that, like when I turned to Jesus, I realized that none of that was real because I was turning to the Jesus of the church, not the Christ energy that actually has the power to purify, to burn karma, to save, as we call it, because ultimately it's salvation from reincarnation. Uh, if you actually look at the authentic narrative and understand the birth and, and death and rebirth cycles of our energy being incarnated on this planet or any other planet, uh, we are literally stuck in a matrix, and that's how the God of the flesh wants it, because we're feeding into the construct that shouldn't even exist. Uh, like, think about that. So, got to go. Always a pleasure, Cup. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you, my friends. Um, let's see. Uh, I think God is like water. Yeah, he's very, very fluid. It's very connected to Jesus, the whole water thing. Um, if you think about the source, uh, like you can go look at the chakra list too. And like some of the middle chakras are aligned with water. Uh, I think it's the heart chakra actually. Um, and so like, yeah, it's very like, that's what Jesus taught is being in that heart chakra, like opening your heart. And ultimately that's hard until we go through a lot of stuff because it's easy to open your heart when you're young. And then you go through a lot of stuff, even in nowadays, you know, even by the time you're um, you know, in grade school, you've gone through a whole lot of crap in your life that people just didn't used to have to go through. And um, so you're already having to learn how uh, to burn karma, how to love yourself, how to love others, how to forgive others, how to forgive yourself. All of these things keep us trapped in karmic cycles. And the only way to break free from them is finding Christ on the heart seat, which is where the throne of Christ is who takes you directly to God, to the higher chakras, the third eye and the crown chakras. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing if we're just willing to open up to it. So Surly says, yes, amen. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, my friend. Um, uh, Anazon says burn karma. Yeah. Okay. So burning karma is um, the idea within Eastern mysticism that karmic impressions are the operating system on which we live within the 3D construct. It's everything that says you have a family curse. It's everything that says you have a drinking problem. It's everything that says uh, you have relationship problems. It's everything that says um, you don't like cheese or whatever. You know, it's things that you're like born into and you're bred into and that you also bring upon yourself by decisions you make because you're sitting in that karmic wheel. It's the if this, then that, but if this, then that. It's not as simple as you get what you give like we try to make it here in the West. It's actually an operating system, more like a computer code 
that is very dynamic. It's an algorithmic type thing that bases how we experience reality. And the higher we ascend within our chakras and within our vibrations, the more karma we burn. When you sit in a place of no expectation, I'm observing, I'm not attached to the outcome of any act that I do. I'm going to do everything out of good, not of not, not out of ignorance and not out of passion, but I'm going to do it out of well-mannered, balanced good where you you are consciously making a decision out of the good and out of love. That is how you burn karma and what you're doing is reducing your three-dimensional operating system so you're no longer bound by the 3D or moral laws because you're actually fulfilling them just like Jesus talked about. They're fulfilled and now you can play on a higher plane of existence in the metaphysical realm and wield frequencies rather than being grounded into the three-dimensional realm. Grounding is a whole other thing. Like when you take your shoes off and walk around on the earth, you're, you're receiving the electrostatic energies through your body, the biochemical impulses and everything gets you know, aligned and everything, and you feel energized and charged just like a battery, right? Uh, we have to remember that even though we're biologic beings, this is all electrochemical impulses that are making me think right now, making me move, walk, talk. All the neurons are firing. You've got nerve endings everywhere. Uh, we are amazing biological computers, but the only thing that's real within us is the energy within us and the consciousness that that energy is connected to. That's called the soul. The main consciousness is called the super soul, which is connected, is a part of the supreme being. It means we are all one. That super soul is the Christ. It is that body of Christ. It is that energy of love. It is that light bearer that comes to remind everyone all the time, hey, you're divine. Hey, you're one. Hey, you're love. You are the stray dog. You are the man in the ditch. You are the man in the million dollar mansion. You are the Hollywood actor. You are uh, the person 10,000 years ago that was just discovering their own place in the world. You are the person 10,000 years in the future who's connected to every piece of technology ever and is trying to remember a time when it was more simple and when the biochemical impulses were the only thing we had to overcome. Think about that. That's why I love metaphysics, guys. That's why this is the supernatural podcast, because this is outside of the natural. It's supernatural, okay? Very simple word. It's been used on you know all kinds of stuff for out, throughout centuries. There's all kinds of... You hear the word supernatural, and, and we don't even think about it. What's weird is the word natural, natural, is actually can be traced back, and I've found some data where you can trace it back into Egypt, and it's actually talking about associated with spirit. So when you add the word super onto it, you are supremely associating it with spirit. And that's what this is all about here, guys. So uh, we need to become like children again and wear no shoes. Yes, absolutely, my friend. Um, you know, and I'm on the search guys, if you guys know like a brand or a company, I'd love to pick up some sponsors and actually wear, um, a shoe that actually is connected to the ground without the rubber sole. I don't know. Um, cause obviously going around, you don't want to go, you know, the supermarket without shoes, but, um, like how can we connect better again? So maybe that's something we can develop in the future. I don't know, but it's important to me. I try to go barefoot more often around my property, um, because for me, it makes me feel good. Like, so I just like it, but, um, let's see. Merle says, what have I missed? I stepped away. Wow. Merle. Sorry, my friend. A lot of good stuff here. A lot of good stuff. We were talking about metaphysics, uh, forgiveness, 
salvation, all of those good things. So really, really good uh, episode here if you can go back and watch it. Uh, what do I think about the Skinwalker? Great question. Every time a Skinwalker shows up, you can find reports every, everywhere I've found, by the way, you can find reports of UFO phenomenon or orb phenomenon. And um, I find it really interesting because I actually have kind of a theory. I think it's like the um, somebody that does a lot of TikTok energy work and energy healings um, has talked about, and I can't remember his name. He's talked about that he's worked with energies and he understands that the demon is actually a ball of light. It actually is that orb. That is an, an entity, an, a, it is a electrostatic entity that's looking for a host and then when they appear like in the trees and stuff like out at skinwalker ranch you see uh the skinwalker manifest and it's almost like that energy is either raising up an unalived animal um manifesting itself just like we see that the yogis could it's using the same spiritual technology but in a dark plane to manifest itself as like a wolf or a man or a bear it's you know been many many different things um, and, or maybe it is playing with some necro magic, um, which again, using unalived entities in the woods to animate them with its electrostatic energy, take over the unalived consciousness. They're very dark stuff, by the way. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're pretty. I don't think they're anything to mess with. In fact, when I was watching that show, I had a lot of demonic dreams. And so I kind of quit doing a series on that and I quit watching that show. Love the show, by the way. And in fact, I really wanted to go out there and be a part of that. I was hoping, you know, maybe on the next season they'll invite me out or, you know, I could do a podcast with them or just something, you know, some cool connection like that. And so for me, I really got to a place where I'm like, man, that's something's weird. Just meditating on that. Just thinking about that. How could I start having very, very real demonic dreams that were like outside of just like a dream? They were that very tangible dream where I'm like, gosh, something was messing with me. Like I feel like something was battling with me all night. And I had a lot of demonic, you know, spells tried to be cast over me at that time, just in my dreams by uh, evil extraterrestrial entities and stuff like that. And just really stuff I had to go within and heal from really actually caused me some trauma because of the dreams I was having. Um, and so that was a place, like I said, I love the show, absolutely love the show, but it did help lead me to a deeper understanding of these are not, um, these are not what we think. They are, um, again, I don't want to say, oh, they're just demons because there's a technology in existence there that we don't understand. Um, but again, there, there is a guy on TikTok that does a lot of energy work and talks about when he's cast demons out, they're like electrostatic balls of light. And we think that, oh, you know, that's an angel or whatever, but it's actually just sparking the air because it's such a heavy presence. It's causing the air to bioluminescence, you know, within the uh, photons in the air. Um, and I'm not a scientist, so if I butchered the explanation of that, forgive me. Um, but that's just kind of how I look at it, and it's it's a really interesting thing. So uh, where did he say orbs uh, seen more? Okay, so um, I don't remember the creator that was talking about it, but he talked about how, you know, he's like, I know what demons are. And he said they're balls of static electricity. looks like ball lightning, basically. Um, and they're looking for a host to attach to, basically. So 
please expound on orb. My sister came to me as a golden globe 10 days after she passed. So that's also what I think a high vibration can manifest as the golden globes or the, the beautiful entities as well. He talked about them more as a pale blue um, entity, more of like that that type of spectrum. So um, there's been some things in my family where, um, in fact, uh, just something nobody knows, I had a sister that passed away um, at like three months old. And um, then that sister um, had manifest to some family members as a golden orb. And so I don't believe for a second that that was demonic by any means. But for me, it was the energy, the uh, the intelligence of that, uh, of my sister. So um, I think that that's really, really interesting when you get into it and understanding that there's not a huge difference between demonic energy and angelic or positive or love-based energy. But what they do and what they manifest is vastly different. Now, they may look similar. Um, even if, you know, you see a blue orb or a golden orb, I don't even know if it's the colors, but I know that if there's a skinwalker running around with a bunch of flesh and bone and creepy stuff, that's just not pretty. Like your eyes can see, right? Your ears can hear, your heart can feel, you can discern that entity without fear, without fear, you can discern it and you can understand that you have authority over it because if you're at the highest vibration if you're in love light love forgiveness um then you can actually extend that to that entity and you can either tell them to go elsewhere or you can as the hindus do may all beings be loved be free be happy be well uh, all beings by the way and i love that understanding that you can actually raise the vibration of lower entities into their own form of salvation or reconciliation if you are the Son of Man, if you are the Christ, then you have the authority to forgive sins, to perform the miracles, to be the God, man, woman, child, or anything in between. That's just how I see it. That's our message for today. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Um, thank you for the... We, we had some good comments. Um, we had... See, the haters get tired and they run away anyway. That you know, they'll do it for about thirty minutes. You go on for an hour and a half or two hours, and they're like, "Oh, peace, I'm out. I'm gonna go play video games or go troll on someone else." So, uh, Caesar said, "What's up, Cub? What's up, my friend? How are you doing, Mel? How are you doing?" Um, Mel says, "I don't dream, but I have visions." Yeah, I totally understand that, my friend. Um, Mel says, "UFOs follow me uh, going on since 2016." A lot of people in this community have that, um, and I totally, you know, like we've got a lot of stories in this community on that type of thing. So um, I do not think that all aliens are evil. I don't think all aliens are good either, um, and I'm talking about extraterrestrials, uh, by the way. Um, I think that there's different factions. Different ones want to help humanity ascend. Different ones want to uh, help humanity fall and control us. I think we literally see that narrative throughout the biblical text and throughout other mythologies so uh yes great message thank you my friend annie what's up annie i didn't even see you oh man uh i know i'm near the end annie says um i'm not sure what that was in reference to hopefully that was a good thing earlier um let's see da, da, da. yeah we've all been given knowledge from god by the way somebody said i've been given knowledge from god yeah definitely we all have so um let's see 
David, yeah. Well, thank you for your uncle, by the way. Thank you for your uncle. Um, and I'm glad he survived. That's not a fun time period or a, a positive point in history for anyone involved. So blessings on you, my friend. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that he is um, he survived all of that. So um, let's see. I was just seeing if there's any other questions. So um, I'm going to do a whole episode on the gateway tapes and declassified documents. In fact, I'm about to start a series on it, but it's taken me some research to get ready for um, because I want to be like prepared and try to understand it and not just fumble my way through it. Um, I try to talk about stuff I know, which is biblical canon, aliens, uh, paranormal phenomenon, stuff like that. So, um, but I do want to talk about that. And I think there's a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, Dreams Oracle says, woo, can't wait. Awesome. Um, so anyway, yes, I will be working on that. So, uh, interesting fellow said, uh, should I seek the death of the ego? Um, so here's the deal. I think everybody should start with, and, and for me, I did is like check your ego at the door for sure. Um, because it's going to be there guys. Like, I don't think anybody gets there where when your ego is gone, you're no longer in your flesh body. You're, you're transcended, you're unalived, you're whatever. So, um, you know, all of these yogic practices, go look up rainbow light body practice that the ancient yogis used to do. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not something that if you have a family and life goals and stuff that you want to participate in. So, um, with that said, you know, I think one of the first places is this, like, I think in a very pragmatic way, the best thing that we could all practice in my humble opinion, this is just my opinion. You, you do you, um, Jesus grew, cub grew, lazy mama grew, Annie grew, Merle grew, whoever insert your name in wisdom and stature in Sophia and Halakaya age or term of life and in favor favor comes from Katari uh, which comes from Cairo which means graciousness a manner or act in favor with God Theo a deity especially the supreme divinity or the supreme being and man which is humanity the human race so for me that's the best thing we can do gain wisdom gain maturity, gain favor, graciousness with God and man. And by the way, the God here, we're not talking about the dualistic God. We're talking about the source being, the supreme being, the faceless, the nameless, um, the one that is pure love and truth and light, um, not the dualistic, judgmental, whatever we want to project him as with all the different mythologies, but the purity, the truth and the light of that source energy. So, uh, lazy mama says, is your ego gone? Uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, when my ego's gone, I won't be streaming anymore because I won't be on this plane of existence. So you can go look up all the yogis and everything. <clears throat> and that's ultimately the point of being here is to put the ego in check, burn karma, so you don't have to reincarnate again. You can actually join the supreme abode. And if you choose to reincarnate again, then you reincarnate as a star seed or a light worker, 
you're here to help raise the consciousness of humanity. So, um, Thoth uh, thought he was represented by the eye. Yeah, absolutely. Haven't gotten much into Thoth yet, but we will at some point because there's a lot of connections there too um, to the teachings of Jesus. So, Is that the same thing as the Tibetan monk turning into light? Yeah, absolutely. And go look at the practice that Jesus did in the desert, 40 days, 40 nights, fasting, praying. You think he was out there praying at a, a pew with, you know, uh, modern worship music playing. I mean, no, guys, come on. Like, he was literally doing a ancient spiritual practice, I fully believe, called the Rainbow Light Body or the Light Body Experience, where you get your 3D flesh, your ego, gets so close to being unalived that your spirit is able to transcend and you can even go out and give messages to other people. Um, you're able to meet directly with God. This is not for the faint of heart, by the way, and I'm not telling anyone to practice this. It is like people have unalived themselves doing this, and it's not its not for the faint of heart. Literally, even in the yogic traditions, it's only the highest masters that have ever practiced this and even been able to walk away. And in fact, I think the fact that Jesus walked away from it um, and his body didn't just collapse and then they found his body is i mean that's that's essentially what it is is like you're you're denying the flesh so much that your spirit raises out um and you're willingly separating your spirit from your body in a conscious way a conscious way not a unaliving yourself way i don't even like talking about this because it gets dark real quick because some people think i just got to get out of here and i've watched it happen and i hate that you know that is something that i'm so against I hate that. I've watched it wreck people in my family, my friends' families. I've watched so many people unalive themselves since 2020. It makes me absolutely sick. People just had to get off the ride, and I hate that. I hate that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dreams Oracle says he took the punishment of the law of Yahweh, not his father. Yeah, Jesus did not take the punishment of his father for us. His father has no punishment for us, no judgment of us, nothing but love and unity. He took the punishment of the God of the flesh or the law, the God of the ego, which is very clearly what the God of the Old Testament, what Enlil, what all these other ancient, you know, manifest gods are. So, and the God Yahweh comes out of the Canaanite pantheon, which can be drawn back to like the Babylonian mythologies with Anki and Enlil and all of that. So again, Anki being the Christ energy and that Enlil being the God of the flesh energy. It is that dualism. When you adopt dualism of I'm both good and I'm bad, then you end up in a really bad place. You're like, oh, I'm a horrible person, but God loves me. Um, you just end up living a dualistic life. You treat people dualistically. You treat yourself dualistically. Um, but when you adopt the mindset of the highest good, the highest vibration, love, service to others, bhakti yoga, you end up in a place where um, you see a whole lot less of that dualism in yourself. And you're able to connect a lot more deeply and purely with the divine. And you realize from experiential data that your father, your mother, your divine source, that Brahman, the supreme being, is, in fact, all love and light. Um, and you become very clear on what it is not and realize that all of the other traditions and stories and mythologies and everything are 
man's egoic projection of what they needed a god to be, which became real in the 3D world. That's how I view it. So um, when people ask how could God allow this, I ask uh, how can God commit a crime against himself? Ah, beautiful, beautiful. And, and I always say, guys, be the God you need. Be the God you need in the world. You need God to feed people and help people, go do it. One of the yogic understandings, too, is the fact that I don't have to feed every man, and by feeding one man, I am feeding all men. Like, think about that. We don't have to save every stray dog on the side of the road, but by helping one get out of a bad situation because someone was abusive and horrible to it. You guys know I'm big on supporting you know, animal um, rights and animal... Um, health and wellness and everything, you know, um, we're, we're big, we're big animal lovers, pet lovers here, uh, fur babies, that kind of thing. So I'm a doggy daddy and, um, you know, I just, we do whatever we can. Um, we try to, and I'm not patting myself on the back. My wife donates to the uh, animal shelters and stuff and buys bags of food for the animals, stuff like that. And of course we help whenever we can. Uh, we've been known to stop and, get a dog to safety, you know, get it out of the highway or traffic or whatever, you know. And um, again, not patting myself on the back. It's just I see myself in that animal. Like I am so deeply aligned. Like I have that empathy to understand what that feels like. Somehow I've experienced that. Like, and so I think it's it's kind of that like mindset that we are all. So like you don't have to, you as one flesh being, helping every single human on the planet, every single animal on the planet, right? Impossible task. But you, as God, helping one who is God, that's a different understanding. So give yourself grace. That's how I see it personally. So, uh, Savarus, that's a question for another day. I will get into the fallen angel mythology. We're going to do more of Enoch coming up, so... Uh, Dreams Oracle says, please pray for my sick kitty if you are a light warrior. Yes, light warriors, uh, pray for Dreams Oracle sick kitty. I am so sorry, my friend. Um, I hope everything ends in a very, very positive manner with that and full healing is bestowed on your kitty. So we are sending you good energy, good vibration here, which I fully believe in, by the way. Um, so let's see. Interesting fellow said fire. Thank you. I guess I can jump off now. I could stay here all day and talk with you guys. I love you all. Thank you for the stars, by the way. If you're watching this after the fact, stars help me a ton on Facebook. I've added super chat, super thanks, super all kinds of stuff on YouTube. If you're watching after the fact, those help me immensely, and I'll clearly see your comment later. So please, if you have a question, comment, or prayer concern for me, um, I'd love to be able to see that. It highlights it a lot better, too, when you give the super chat. Um, so... Only if they're positive, by the way. Um, I'm not obligated to read them or look at them if they're negative because if some people just want to buy their way to be a troll, then I'm sure they could. But um, but you guys that, that want to connect deeper, that's a great way to do that. Um, also, if you're listening on the podcast, Apple or Spotify, you can donate directly through that and give uh, a one-time gift to help continue the mission that we're doing here. So this is a for-profit I don't want anyone to think that I'm nonprofit. I am not nonprofit. I don't plan on being nonprofit. We might start a nonprofit later to do work like in the world and build things or do things, you know, and actually have a like a ministry thing attached to this. But my message here is as a content creator, I'm for profit. I sell t shirts. I have a course 
We have a Patreon community. If you guys want to go deeper, get the calls every Saturday. We have a live call with our whole community every Saturday. Um, you know, we've got hundreds of people in our private community and we have about, you know, 30 people, 30 or 40 people join the call, uh, on a regular basis. Sometimes as few as, you know, a dozen people. So you actually get time to share your thoughts, your opinions, what you're going through, how you're understanding this. Ask me questions, ask other people questions. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but maybe we can, you know, go deeper down this rabbit hole together. So ultimately, um, that's a great way to connect by joining that. So you can check out the patron community on the website. You can check out my course on the website. You can check out my t-shirts. If you want a t-shirt, by the way, dreams Oracle says mythos is where it's at. Absolutely. Um, by the way, the name mythos and charisma are changing right now. They're mythos and charisma. Um, we're going to simplify not to, not to do away with those names. We're just going to simplify guys. Um, so I'll reveal the new names of those. <clears throat> much more simple. We just want to broaden the reach that we have so that people understand a lot quicker what they're getting into. Um, and so the patron community is still going to be there. The Lightwork Academy is still going to be there. Don't worry. I'm not doing away with anything. I'm just tweaking how we pitch things a little bit. Um, again, just so, because people have asked, what's the difference between mythos and charisma? Those are like words that people don't often hear anyway. So I'm just simplifying the language of what the products are called so that people understand what they're getting into a lot more clearly. Because ultimately, if you resonate with this message, I don't want there to be any blocks between um, myself and the communication of the products that, that are clearly here to serve the greater good of this community. So anyway, thank you guys. You can look forward to that this week. I'll be sharing a whole lot more. Um, I am going to take uh, some time on Monday to work on things, to work on the back end of the course and everything. Um, so I'll be back live on Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So tomorrow on Monday, I'm just going to take the day not off, but I'm going to be working on back end stuff. So now that I'm streaming on Sundays again, my schedule is going to go Tuesday through Friday Um 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then Sundays at 11 a.m. Um, on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Apple, and Spotify, and we might even start streaming on Instagram soon. So, By the way, follow me on Instagram if you haven't, because um, I post a lot more of my artwork over there. And then on the YouTube, if you have not followed me on YouTube, I post um, all my videos in uh, playlists over there. You can go check out the podcast. You can listen on the audio version of the podcast there or the video, depending on if you're using Apple or if you're using YouTube music or the YouTube app, they've got a bunch of new, um, YouTube, uh, podcasts like audio stuff going out. So I'm a part of that. One of the early adopters of that. So I'm excited. Uh, Jonas says it's great artwork. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. I love you. Um, anyone that was here struggling today, we know we saw that earlier. Our heart is with you guys. Uh, I know it can be frustrating for everyone when we've got negative comments going on, but just count it all as love. That's the hardest thing to do, but um, ultimately we're all here seeking. So thank you guys in my community for loving everyone. Um, you guys that are moderators and I'm adding new moderators too. If there's ever anybody that's just, it's just time, it's out of hand, 
then you guys have the authority to to drop people out of the chat or 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 suspend them if you need to. So anyway, thank you guys for that. I love you, love you, love you. And I'll see you Tuesday. Thank you guys. God bless you. Cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's where you can find everything to support what we're doing here. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>